Live from the Chevy Chase Memorial Auditorium in downtown Chicago, this is uh, Hold the Phone, the APR News Quiz. I am your host, Jason Vanderweel. Uh, on, on Hold the Phone, of course... Hold, hold for applause. Hold. Hold. Uh, on, on hold the phone, of course. Uh, you call in. We ask you about the news, and uh, if you if you answer our questions correctly, we of course will will send you one of these handsome APR tote bags. Uh, pe- people love the tote bags, so so please please do call in. Uh, and 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 it, let's let's not waste any time. Uh, this is public radio, so uh, obviously we we have no funding to speak of uh, so so let's go straight to our first caller caller you are on the air in the late 20 teens two siblings realized the, the, the one way to solve what's... the world's unsung J- problems jerry what 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 sell their dad's what, minivan what, what, buy a did, microphone did we, and smoke do we have is, is this of weed it's hypocrisy no, no one told me we had new music on this episode. What is it? What? This is so much better than our theme song. What? What the hell? What is? What's going on? We apologize for, for the, uh, the the surprisingly rocking interruption there, listeners. Not Coming sure, at not you sure. live from the Chevy Chase Memorial Auditorium in downtown Chicago. I'm Ryan. I'm John. And this is Hypocrisy. On, On the, the road. road. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, let's, oh, mm, let's, yeah. let's just drop that from now on. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel right. It, yeah. it kind of just puts me on edge now when I try to do it. So let's just, you know, let's, I think people know the whole on the road bit. We've been doing it all the season. We don't so. need to remind them anymore. I think, I think that sounds about right. Um, and speaking of reminding people what we do, John and I are just two siblings setting out on a big quest to find problems and solve them. Because we know the responsible, uh, duly elected public officials are unable to get baked all the time and think outside the box. So we we take that upon ourselves, and we look into problems that no one else will, and we come up with solutions. Every time. Uh, h- hello, listeners. You, you are on the line with uh, Hold the Phone, the APR News Quiz. Uh, um, c- can I ask wh- where you are calling from? It, it sounded like you said you, you're also in Chicago, the home of the uh, the APR News Quiz. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, we are in the audience. Yeah, big fan, big fans. We, we got in the audience real early, uh, super excited to be here. Uh, actually, it's, it's pretty weird that we're, like, talking to you on, on the phone. Why don't we just, just hang this up, and, and, and we'll come on down to the stage with you. Yeah, it's more personal, you know, a little face-to-face, mano a mano, oh, you know? Um, well... 
Oh, I, I, I mean, this is uh, slightly irregular. I don't, uh, I don't think we have microphones set up for for audience. Don't members. worry, we got our own. We 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 already rigged them up. Um, we, yeah, we bribed one of your crew dudes in the back with a joint. That's how we were playing our theme song over your speakers. Yeah, no, this is our show now. But we are happy to mine problems from you. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get up here. Yeah, you, you know uh, that dude Jerry, lovely guy, so nice, super helpful. But uh, I think he's a bit of a fucking criminal, you know? I mean, I don't think weed is even legal in your state. So uh, I'd check Jerry's yeah, papers or something off the show. I don't know. <clears throat> All right. Well, we got... <clears throat> okay, we got everything set up here. Um, so, 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 uh, so, Jay, can, can I call you Jay? I'd, I'd really rather you didn't. And uh, Excuse me, are, are, you, are you about to light up? Is, is, that a, is that a bong? Yes, indeed it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I don't think you're allowed to smoke smoke that on the radio. I'm not, I'm not sure that's that's legal. Let's get into uh, what's legal and what's not once I uh, I've gotten properly creative. Okay. Yeah, man. And anyway, this is public radio. It's for the public. You know, let the people have what the people need, my man. Besides, there can't be any like laws against you just recording us. No. Getting high, right? <laughs> For all they know, I mean, this is <clears throat> this is clearly oregano. Am I right? Am I right? Wink, <coughs> wink, nudge, nudge. It's definitely weed. I can confirm live on air that this is marijuana. Because we are getting creative, and I would not want to mislead our listeners and make them think that we are able to achieve this level of uh, problem-solving ability without a deep personal cost to our bodies. Don't do drugs, kids. We're just hollow shells of the creatures that we once were well i mean this is a live show so i guess uh we i mean what's what's done is done i suppose um wh- why don't we uh why don't we move on to our first question and, and s- see if you could win one of these uh handy dandy tote bags and then uh, you know get, get the hell off of my show how does that sound between uh, between the two of you sounds great yeah i mean so i mean i don't know if we were clear like our, our deal, right, is that we solve problems, and, uh, you know, we were driving around. But we are also great at quizzes. I love quizzes, John. Don't fuck this up for me. It's been so long since I've gotten a quiz. All right. Well, I mean, I just thought that people needed to know that, like, we, we love the station, and we thought they'd be a great source of problems. But, I mean, it's fine. We'll just do, we'll just do the quiz. We'll just do a quiz. And Mitch is in for a quizzes in. Uh, all right. All right. Um, so, question one. Uh for, for for these two uh, lovely listeners, uh, Ryan and John, uh, <clears throat> okay, Colorado's anti-fracking measure would keep what farther away from homes and schools? I mean, obviously bears. That's my guess. Uh, final answer, uh, John. You go. Well, uh, you don't you don't normally get two two guesses just because there's uh, the two of you, but uh... just because we're siblings and we do a show together, we each have our own deep. <laughs> In complex personal lives. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, Colorado. Anti-fracking. Anti-fracking. What don't we want near homes? This is a hard one. Gotta think. Gotta think. Gotta think. Gotta think. Gotta think. Oh, I've got it. Definitely bears. Told you. That's the same. That's the same answer. You said you'd have two different answers. No, no. We said that we each had our own deep and complex personal lives. Uh, as you may have noticed, I gave my answer immediately and with confidence. And John had to uh, draw upon his deep well of experience 
in order to uh, agonize over the question for a while before coming up with a well thought out. Right, answer. Ryan's kind of like the instinct, um, and I'm uh, you know Ryan's the heart of the hypocrisy podcast. I'm, I'm sort of the mind, you know. I am the id. Exactly. He is the ego. I am the right. id. It's very Freudian. Um, I'm basically so Freudian up in this bitch. Can I can I say bitch on public radio? You definitely cannot. Uh, I mean, we probably couldn't smoke weed yeah. either, so we're gonna swear we're just too. Breaking new ground here. Yeah, I kind of gotta let it fly through my fucking filter. Evolve or die. Evolve or die, motherfucker. It's kind of how we do. And yeah, no, I'm I'm the blank slate. Uh, John is the eternal record. Well, uh, wh- whoever you are, I I, got, I have to tell you, like you're you're, you're both incredibly incredibly wrong. Uh, the the answer to this question is, uh, Colorado's anti-fracking measure would keep wells away from homes and schools. That's that's the answer. So, uh, no tote bags for you. I'm sorry. Now that is an interesting problem. Uh, you're gonna have to get off the show now. You you you, you failed the the quiz, and and uh, you've got to make room for another caller to to come on in. Listen, I believe we can solve this problem for you. Now that you've presented to us, live on air, for the first time ever, Hypocrisy on APR. Think about it. Sponsored by APR. Endorsed by APR. Can you afford to lose this opportunity? For the first time ever. Really? Think about it. And and while you're thinking about it, we're going to solve this problem. Uh, So... Colorado's anti-fracking measure would keep wells farther away from homes and schools. That seems kind of monstrous. I mean, I don't I don't see what people's access to water has to do with fracking. You know, it's just it seems cruel to deny people who don't have tap, you know, like indoor plumbing and all that shit the ability to go to the local well and uh, draw out some water, use that in their home. You know, like that seems like a pretty reasonable public utility to keep close, especially to schools where children dehydrate so easily. Oh, they do. And I mean, it's so important, too, that they get kind of the, the, the physical education of having to, you know, between classes or maybe during class, if, if they work up a mighty thirst solving that, that calculus or, you know, on the speech and debate club, that they have to, you know, hold their little legs over the, over the quad, over to the campus well, lower the bucket fill it up with, you know, maybe 5, 10, 20 pounds of, of crystal clear mountain fresh drinking water and, and haul it up with their tiny, weak, stick-like arms. Uh, you know. And in this process, they are getting excellent exercise. It's also, it's multi-purpose. And it's a little-known fact, but mental exercise actually is a lot more exhausting and dehydrating than physical exercise. So it's much more important that you hydrate after mental exercise than physical exercise. Now, as you point out, Ryan, like this does seem like a very cruel measure, uh, but it might also be a very reasonable one because we're basically dealing with two competing interests here, right? You've got the need for people to be close to that crystal clear, good, good drinking water, but we also have a need for people to be near convenient uh, fracking locations. Uh, and, and as everyone knows, like, fracking near a well will poison the well. So we, we kind of just have a, you know, an A or B choice here. You're right. Natural gas or water. We, we can't have them both near the homes and schools because then obviously they'll poison the water and those little kitties, they'll be like really thirsty. They'll crank up the bucket. They'll, they'll place it, it's, its cool rim to their parched mouths and they'll just gulp down you know, a good half liter 
of uh, gassy poison water. So th- that's obviously not a solution. We can't have both of these things. Indeed, and little known fact, but natural gas is basically the core fuel for innovation. I believe that even even if the placement of these new fracking wells deprives these children of water, they're going to just you know, hit that grindstone, hit that inventor's table, and come up with some solution, potentially like a plane that runs, or like a little helicopter thing that runs on the natural gas, and that'll let them get to the wells quicker and with using less of their physical energy so they can save up that energy for when they have to pull the bucket full of water out of the well to drink from it. Right, it's so valuable that we have easy access to natural gas to heat our homes to power our children's, you know, scientific marvels. Oh, mind you, mind you, all of this invention is going to be very mentally taxing, which is going to make them very thirsty. So we're going to need one of the kids to also come up with an aqueduct in order to get water from the wells to the school so they can get enough water to uh, invent the means to get out to the wells themselves and also hydrate enough to, uh, you know, pedal pump those uh, helicopters because... You know, there's a limited amount of natural gas in those wells, and the oil company, uh, you know, that set that up, they got to get their due. You know, they got their get their investment back. So, like, you can't have the kids hawking all of it, right? It would be irresponsible for them to invent gas-powered helicopters. I think of the pollution alone. This makes perfect sense to me, to be honest, because, like, as everyone knows, America's public schools have been suffering. You know, they've been falling behind on the world stage. American children are not prepared uh, for our constantly evolving economy. Uh, and, and so something has to change, right? Something has to change in the way we are teaching yeah. our children. Uh, and, and I think it's really powerful of Colorado to put forward this kind of like evolve or die uh, new schooling program where like, hey, if the kids can't figure out a way to access clean water, uh, even given all the resources in the world, access to a near infinite supply of natural gas which is the fuel of innovation exactly the i mean it's in the name it's in the name speaking of the constantly evolving workplace and economy uh once that aqueduct gets built you know due to the relocation of the wells there's likely going to be roving bands of raiders trying to uh desperately get or sorry survivors desperately trying to get access to water that has now been siphoned away from the well into the aqueducts so the we're going to need one of those other kids to come up with like some kind of like, I don't know, patrol robot or something, because these children can't fight grown adults, especially if they're armed. Right. Like a, like a mounted turret or something in order to defend the aqueduct. And that would definitely have to be powered by natural gas. Luckily it's close to their school, so they can tap into that, but we're going to need those kids to invent those three things in order to uh, survive. Uh, so, so, but it's gonna happen, right? Like necessity breeds invention. So, so um, I I see you're kind of like getting into a whole thing here, but um, I I thought you should know that uh, this this measure is is not about moving water wells uh, away from from homes and schools. This this is about moving fracking wells uh further from from the homes and from from the schools. Oh well, there's your fucking problem. Fascists. What? Yeah. Oh my God. They're, they're moving. They're trying to deprive. Ch- they're trying to deprive children of access to the essential energy resources necessary to invent the solutions for tomorrow's problems. Like when the wells have been moved away from your school because there's fracking wells next to your school now. This this is ridiculous. When when we were in school, they would vent natural gas 
through the hole four hours a day in order to stimulate the brain cells in our in our growing minds. I mean, what what are kids supposed to do with, with you know, if, if the fracking wells that provide this vital, you know, ingredient of learning are moved from a 500 foot minimum distance to a 2500 foot minimum distance? They're declawing the populace. It's clearly what's happening in Colorado. And that's that's dark. If you really think about it. Man, I thought Colorado was cool. Now I don't know what the fuck to think. I believe our solution to the problem is these children need to make the most of their current situation and use the water from the well to hydrate in order to sprint to the fracking wells in order to gather the necessary natural gas and carry it back in their tanks. Uh, It'll be a, a bit heavier, you know, lugging that tank both ways, but, you know, it's worth it because when you get back to the school, you can start stockpiling that and you'll eventually be able to invent your way out of this fascist dictatorship that you found yourself under as Colorado is slowly tightening the noose on your access to resources that'll allow you to innovate, which is essential. If you don't innovate, you better renovate your prison cell because they're eventually going to throw you in one. Is that a show or something? Because I, I swear to God, I would watch that show, like Prison Renovation. That sounds charming. Maybe that should be a show. It's on TLC. Uh, well, that that was a a lovely intermission. Uh, thank you so much for um, for sharing that with our audience. You've you've eaten uh, a, a good third of the time allotted uh, for our broadcast. So I'm I'm really gonna have to ask you to leave the stage now. And uh, actually, I think we're gonna have you escorted out of the building. Uh, security, could could you just just come on down here and and, and uh, lead these two lovely people off of the stage? And, uh... So, uh, remarkably, apparently, weed is kind of hard to get in your state. And, uh, yeah, we bribed all of your security people with joints as well. It was remarkably easy to get them to turn on you. You must be kind of a dick. Uh, wait, wait, uh, uh wait, what? Uh, uh, Stefan, uh, 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 uh come, come, but... Oh my! They're just laughing in the aisles. They're just rolling around and they're just laughing. Don't, do not laugh at me. Do, do not laugh at me. I'm sorry, dude. We we gave them the same weed that we smoke, and our tolerance is better. So looking at uh, your schedule, it says you've got some ads that you need to read. Um, so we don't really do that bit anymore. We we weren't really able to get real sponsors for our PSAs. <laughs> um, we we uh we do this a little bit between the like first and second problem that we solve each episode that we hey, like what? to call no no I, we need, we need that episode. when you're traveling america ride the planes don't forget don't forget don't forget to try local strains all right john where are we going this time uh we are in chicago illinois one of my favorite states it's it, it, it's so dear to my heart that i actually learned the proper pronunciation right, and, and it's it's true state motto uh, historically accurate minted in uh, 1793 illinois the bring the noise state uh, so they've they've been rocking for for centuries at this point so it, it is a, a really impressive impressive state and, and a really impressive city indeed but wh- where are we going in the city in order to uh, check out for our <clears throat> local strains bit where we like to highlight like a local you know little oddity or attraction for you to potentially check out when you're doing your own road trip solving problems across the united states yeah i mean we really want to uh, show you the the nice things about our country you know and not, not everything's bad some things are just a little bit quaint a little bit relaxing maybe a little bit kooky a little bit off the wall uh so, so ryan as you can see we're uh, walking down scenic augusta boulevard 
in uh, Chicago's lovely East Village neighborhood. And uh, yeah, uh, if, if you actually, let's just cross the street here. And there, 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 there you go, uh, right here. Uh, what we have in front of us is um, it's a shit fountain. My God, it is. It is a literal shit. It has the word shit fountain written on it. Yeah, it's it's a shit fountain. In like a in like a major metropolitan city. Just like right in the smack dab in the middle of the city. What? It's just I mean Oh, oh this is glorious. You know what this means, right? What what does this mean? Punk art is mainstream now. Which decidedly makes it less punk but does allow us to make our cities a lot more punk. That is pretty punk, you're right. I mean, so uh, I, I feel like I actually I did a bad job. I got really distracted by just how much of a shit fountain this shit fountain is. Oh yeah, please describe it to me. Yeah, um, so, so, th this, 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 this shit fountain, okay? It's such a shit fountain. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, it's, it's got like a, like a concrete column and then there's like a, a, a basin, right? It's like a like a, 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 a rectangular basin because uh, it's a fountain. And uh, on, on one side, mm -hmm. in, in serif font, are the words, shit, fountain. And, and just in case you think this is like a judgment call on this particular fountain, and you're like, man, that's a bit harsh. Someone's like doing some really sassy graffiti with a, with a, ha a hammer and chisel. Honestly, got to be honest. It's a very low-quality fountain. I mean, it's not good. Beholding it in person, it is quite literally a right. shit fountain. But it is also, as John will explain, a shit fountain. I exactly, because, like, I mean, if you're looking at it from, like, bottom to top, you're like, mm, kind of a generic concrete base. All right, kind of a, a boring, you know, basin. It has the word shit fountain on it, so, like, that's interesting. And, and then you bring your gaze just uh, a few inches higher, just a little, you know, three, four inches, peep them up gazed over the edge maybe you stand on your tippy toes if you're you know a, a small child uh, and and you will see a large coiled bronze turret big old turret it's like 18 inches two feet wide foot tall and that's punk as shit punk as shit so what should we do with this information i mean like it it, it, it does not seem like this this ethos of punk has spread beyond this one little corner this one unassuming corner on Augusta Boulevard in Chicago's East Village. The, the rest of the street, it, it looks, I mean, frankly, it, it looks gentrified. There's not, there's not like, like much of a street art scene beyond this one shit fountain, which I think is only allowed in here in that, like, it looks like it's not that punk, right? Like, it's got the serif font. It's got the bronze. Like, it, not until you, like, turn and look at it, like, really look at it, focus your eyes and then take it all in do you realize that they're doing some like fucking dada bullshit over in this place inherently because it is publicly allowed and sponsored by you know the city and everything and the government it is in of itself not punk anymore mm. but i believe in a way it's it's kind of like centrist punk right like this this thing that has been deprived of its true purpose and meaning somehow punks up this bougie as shit neighborhood by you know dragging it in a more punk direction i think this is a i think we're already we've already done all we can do here because this is the seed that's been planted and 
by watering it or, you know, getting the word out with our hit podcast, I believe we truly can change the world. I have one concern, though, because I'm hearing what you're saying. What's that? But what if this is actually like a honeypot? What if this is a trick? Like, we, we roll up into town, right? We're like, oh, look at this, like, white bread ass fancy motherfucking neighborhood where people like, you know, know their barista by name and, and order sandwiches in, in languages that they can't actually speak. We roll up into this town and we're like, this is not punk. We need to punk up this motherfucker. We need to do drugs on street corners. We need to break shit. We need to spray paint stuff. Like, we need to raise hell. And, and then, then we turn a corner and we're like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's a shit fountain. Maybe someone's already doing this. Maybe we don't need to raise hell. But, oh. but, like, this fountain, let's be honest, a- a- apart from its contents, as we said, not punk, right? We got the serif font. We got the concrete base. We got yeah. the bronze. So it's like it's it's like a punk deterrent where it still looks mm. kind of in keeping with the neighborhood, but like all the punks see it and like, oh well, nothing to do here. <laughs> that is that is tragic and dark. I guess, yeah, we've truly fallen deep into the honeypot because we've now spread this live on APR because I don't, I don't want to right. do this tape no. and we're definitely going to play this tape. I mean, we're, we're going directly to the studio after this or what, where is it? Some Chevy chase. It's, I think fucking, it's an auditorium. Who cares that he died. Fancy, fancy studio. They, they gave him a fucking auditorium like in Chicago. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Really? Okay. Well, I think there is only one thing to do here. Um, we need to re punk this fucking honeypot fountain and i think you know there's only one way to do that shit in the filters shit in the filters here you do the filters and i'll just shit on top of it you just gotta shit all over this fountain sounds good let's do it yeah you you go dry i'll go wet three all right two see y'all later next time on local strands that was that was horrible i don't what 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 did you just play on my show Local strains. I don't... I... I okay, well... I, I may not be able to get rid of you with security, okay? But but well, this is a quiz show, and, and, and we, we need callers, and, and so we, we can... You, you can stay there. You know what? You're, you're in the audience. Uh, you, you, can, you can sit at, at your desk with your microphones. Uh, but we're going to get a new caller to answer some questions, okay? So, uh, so, so Jennifer, Jennifer, can we, can we get a new caller on the line? Jennifer? Uh, yeah. Jennifer also took our bribe. Yeah. Like, e- everyone who works here. Super stoned right now. Also, we we totally cut the phone lines during the local strain segment. We figured you were going to try to do this, and, uh, you know, just wanted to make sure. Some would say that we have a cult-like influence on people, and uh, I believe we've really proven that today. Right, I mean, you know... Obviously, we're we're major online personalities, and uh, what do personalities have? Cults of personality, and uh, you know what's the short way to to say that? Uh, it's just cult, just just the hip, mm-hmm. hip shorthand. Um, so uh, we are literally the only people you can possibly get uh, to answer the rest of these questions. Hey, 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 hey! I see you there in the audience. You fucking stay. You fucking stay. This is not your place. Keep that hand down. Don't even try to answer a question. These are our problems. We're watching you. We need three. We are watching you, motherfucker. You, specifically. You. In the plaid. Um, I... Lay it oh, on geez. us. Oh, well... 
I need another question. We're halfway through the show, and uh, quiz yeah, me. Okay, okay. Quiz uh, me. All right. Well, for another shot at the uh, the incredibly useful and uh, and sturdy APR tote bag, uh, answer answer me this question from the news. <clears throat> Why has Pacific Gas and Electric preemptively cut power to thousands of customers in California. Is it like a net neutrality thing? Like they're not allowed to use the computer anymore? I mean, obviously the gas was attracting bears. Oh shit, that makes so much more sense. Fucking bears, every time. Bears are such a problem in this country. Yeah, that's my final answer, obviously. Yep, nope. Seconded, seconded. I I choose to follow the heart. The California has the the grizzly on right. the flag. Like clearly there's so many of them, with them one of them even walked in the way when they were painting the flag and probably got in the way of the beautiful model that uh, was posing. Right, yeah, little known fact. It was going to be all TNA on the California flag, but this fucking bear walked in. Oh right. My goodness. Because he smelled all the natural gas. Because he wanted that, that energy, that good gas energy. TNA is a uh, tip of the dick and all of the dick. Right, yeah, it was actually going to be two dicks on the california flag like one that was like very lightly dipping in and then one that was fully it was incredibly in. crass you know tna but but you know for better or for worse that bear went gas crazy wandered into the painter studio painter didn't know what the fuck was going on because he was high on gas uh so he just he just painted the bear but like really fast too i mean that's how he, he caught it in motion right because he was yeah. he was all powered up by that good gas and you know when there's a lot of grizzlies roaming around sometimes sometimes you just got turn down the gas so yeah, final answer. Grizzlies gotta keep them away. Um. Well. Uh. I suppose you, you may have ruined the show, but at least our tote bag budget isn't going to be impacted because uh, you are wrong once again. Um. No. Pacific Gas and Electric cut power to thousands of customers in, in order to prevent wildfires. That doesn't make any sense. What? I'm sorry. What is the relationship between gas and wildfires? Okay, John. Let me walk you through a little situation. Right. Well, please, please take me on a journey, Ryan. Coming, you're coming back home. It's been a long day. Been hard at work. You've been commuting through the harsh California highway system, and you are just spent. And all you want is some baked beans. Rest in power, Duke. R rest in power. Uh, <laughs> rest in power. It's the the like stronger version. Like he heroes don't rest in peace. No, they don't. They rest in power. Yeah, and Duke the baked beans dog was hero motherfucking american hero okay sorry Indeed. just wanted to make sure that yeah so you sloth some baked beans into a pot and then you light your gas stove well okay now let's not give people unsafe directions of course first you turn on your bear fence uh, to keep any wandering bears away then then you sloth your beans sorry yeah i assume that the bear fence is on at sure. all times because there are so many other things like you you could have berries in oh honey yeah, do not get between a bear and honey. Oh my goodness, they go wild for honey, and they can smell it inside your cabinets, inside a jar. Always keep your honey inside the refrigerator, because that way bears can't find it. So, you got your baked beans going, they're heating up, they're heating up, you get a little sweaty, and you think to yourself, man, it would be so nice if I could just open the window and enjoy a cool breeze. So you do that. You do that. You think it's totally okay, right? And then... Your baked beans are done, and you're just, mm, you're so hungry for them, right? And God, I can taste the beans right now. It's been a long day, and you're exhausted. You've been baking in the California sun as you're just trudging along through that harsh California highway commute. And you just, you grab those baked beans, 
and you lift them up off the pot and you just you start yeah. pouring them down your mouth right yeah yeah you're you're enjoying that right now and you just dump them on your face and they slough down your chin uh-oh huh? but then they drop no. onto the no. open flame because no. you forgot no. to Fuck. turn off the burners Fuck. no the beans and suddenly no. oh all the all the essential oils and no, no, healthy no, no, no. healthy uh fats that exist in all of your baked beans explode in the flame and just burst upwards and set your hair on fire oh, shit. and also set the washcloth that was hanging above your stove on fire as well oh, that's where i keep my washcloth yeah so you grab it and you're just batting your face with it and it catches further on flame but it puts out the fire on your face but you're mostly blind at this point so the you can't you don't know where the sink is you don't know where the trash is and you got to get this burning washcloth you're holding your hand just accruing third degree burns you got to get out of your house immediately can't you can't stay here and that's when you feel it on your singed face (gasps) the cool breeze from that open window of course salvation so you just turn and you head towards the the cool feeling, the caress of Mother Nature beckoning you forward towards your safety and your escape from this horrible catastrophe that you found yourself in. And you just chuck it at the window. And what have you done? I mean, I've saved, I've saved the day, right? No, you've started the next great wildfire. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. But my beans are okay, right? Not the ones that landed in the flame. No. <laughs> And honestly, when you caught fire, you dropped the pot. Fuck! And the pot poured a bunch more beans onto the flame, which also exploded. And your whole house is on fire now. Which sucks because your surrounding woods that you live in have also burst into flame because you just threw a burning rag into them. That was also covered in baked beans grease because you eat a lot of baked beans and you usually you keep your washcloth on hand for slothing them off your face. But usually you turn off the burner first, and that was your first mistake. And the reason you made that mistake is you're only human, and sometimes humans can't be trusted with utilities. Wait, Ryan, Ryan. My anti-bear fence is still okay, right? Oh, yeah. So you you plugged it into an outlet that had 18 different surge protectors daisy-chained as an extension cord. Yeah, that's the only way to reach it. And you also plugged in cell phone chargers. I got a lot of phones. I'm a busy guy. I got that were hooked up to various uh, off-market USB devices that constantly leak energy. So, uh, but you're still maintaining charge with well, them. Well, you gotta get the cheap phones, and you can't um, spend that much on phones in every single outlet. Uh, so, actually, every single electronic you've owned has also burst into flame and is melting. And you're melting by now because your your face is covered in baked bean grease, and the flames have gotten too close to you, and you've just ignited and it's just it's a rough end for everyone involved and then the the wildfires tear throughout the california wilderness and cause untold amounts of damage and you just shouldn't have been trusted with utilities so you know sometimes pg and e they gotta just shut it off you know just let's let's cool it with the gas and the electricity so you learn to appreciate it so when you use it you're not careless even if you are tired from braving the treacherous california highway system Shit. Fuck. You gotta warn me. Jesus. 
Right, animal. Are you, you gotta, you gotta warn me before you take me on a journey like that. Yeah, I'm very impressionable. It's a harsh journey, but it's one you've got to go through. It's one you got to go through because you need to understand why PG&E would do something as fucked up as cutting off your utilities randomly. I don't know if I've ever known heartbreak like this before. Those poor beans. They did nothing wrong. And yet, you use them to cause the next Great Wildfire. I did. I, I, my God, I'm a monster. Ryan, t- t- tell, tell me, how will I ever repent? How will, how, will, how will I make up for this this horrible thing that I've done? Hey, 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 Ryan, calm down, Ryan, John. Ryan. Calm down, John. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Hey, hey, who's John? You're John. You're the one that is John. Okay, listen, you don't need to worry about it because PG&E's, they got you covered. Oh, God. Whenever they feel like you might be a threat to yourself, they're just going to cut off your power. Don't ask how they know. They got it covered. Don't check the plant that mysteriously appeared in your house last night. Just appreciate that it doesn't die because it's plastic. That is convenient. And know that you're never going to use utilities when you're a danger to yourself or others. Not in California. So it feels like there was a problem here, but PG&E has already solved it. Indeed, so I'm glad we highlighted a quality solution to a serious problem. Sometimes that's all we need to do. You know, that helps solve other problems where similar things happen. Right, like we, we need to point out, you know, even even as we are solving some problems, we also need to point out the thought leaders that exist in our community solving problems today. I like it. Yeah, we can't be the only thought leaders. We need a plurality of thought leaders and think spaces and mindscapes brainstorms i i can't believe i'm saying this but but i think you're right i i I think i I think yes yes Uh, maybe maybe there's more to life than telling telling jokes about the news and and, and having people answer them over the phone to win tote bags and and my voice on their answering machine Uh, maybe maybe we we can do some good with the platforms that we've been given highlighting you know, people who are actually doing good things in, in our communities and, and, and around the country. Uh, oh, oh my, oh my God. You can actually solve all those problems that you get and you are, you get a wealth of problems. Listen, we have found it pretty hard to get problems because I'll be the first to admit we're kind of garbo, but like really, if you've got such a great line of problems and we've got such incredible minds for solving problems, why don't we work together? We could have a real thing going right now. You know, I bet your ratings are going through the roof right now. This is some rogue, punk, pirate radio shit right now, right? right? Like, I bet your listeners have never experienced anything like this. And I'm sure they're loving every moment of it. Because people love new experiences, especially when they're foisted on them in the middle of something they expect to be extremely familiar. For years, this show has been like like a bland concrete block, right? It's just existed, like on, on the street, except the street is like, you know, people's people's radios in, in, in their cars in rush hour. They're just like, well, I mean, it's ads on all the good stations, so I guess we'll, we'll listen to this fucking guy. Uh, but now, like with our powers combined, that, that sad, boring facile concrete block it's, it's it's turned into like a veritable shit fountain right like this is this is punk as fuck this is changing the world you with us jason do you want to be a shit fountain i think i think i want to be a shit fountain guys 
I, I think I do. Let's be a shit fountain together. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about this, and we're definitely going to hash out some details after the recording, okay? But uh, we, we still got a few minutes left, so it, it, it's time for uh, for our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Uh, that, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our Rhyme and Reason Challenge. If this gets us a problem... I'll be satisfied. Well, I, I, I think I think you'll be uh, pleasantly delighted, my new friend. Uh, <clears throat> if, if you listen closely and fill in the blank, uh, you will not only get a, a problem to solve, but you will also win. Uh, uh, well, I, I think you know uh, what, what, what you'll win at this point. Uh, so so, so I'll, I'll, just, I'll just get on, on with it. Um, <clears throat> okay, okay, here we go. Uh, there once was a woman from Maine who felt that dinner had become too plain. She started with zeal to make a new meal and hoped Americans would start to eat. Bears? Probably bears. I mean, they're plentiful. Got so many bears. All over the nation. They've got a lot of muscle. Little known fact, all the vegetables they eat kind of form into a ball in their stomach. And if you cut them out at the right moment, especially while they're sleeping, like if they're hibernating, they actually like keep those stored. So you can really just gut them while they're sleeping. And that's usually the easiest, right? Because <laughs> no one wants to deal with a bear that's awake. But like you can really just pull that out. And that's also totally vegan, right? Yeah, it's like a healthy veggie baked Alaska. You just, you know, scoop on out of there. Yeah, it's it's like haggis, right? But without this stomach i mean it came from a stomach true so yeah i mean bears i mean you could probably you could probably also induce vomiting in the bear that would be the humane way is is to poison the bear yeah you're oh man i'm sorry vegans i i'm sorry i i, I didn't mean to suggest no, a murder no, no. just, just poison to it. getting food just a light poisoning yeah just light poisoning on the bear and that's how we're gonna eat so yep bear vomit uh bear vomit yep not bears yeah, we're not doing bears this time. No. Uh, I mean, what are the odds that it would be bears three times in a row, right? Uh, it, it, it never it I mean, never that was. it would not be bears? Uh, it's not. Well, uh, well, well you're, you're, you're half right there, uh, there my, my buddy. Uh, it, it, it's been not bears three times in a row. Right, because it's, it's bear vomit this time. Clearly. Well, uh, not, not so much. Uh, let's, let's try that once more. Uh, there once was a woman from Maine who felt that dinner had become too plain. She started with zeal to make a new meal and hoped Americans would start to eat. It uh, rhymes with, with meal. Oh, it, wait, it has to rhyme. Oh, it's a rhyme. Oh, my goodness. You should have told us, us that starting out. Like, um, it's, it's a name Okay, opening, so uh, hmm, rhymes with, with um, zeal. Brazil? Like the country. Like, like maybe she's just sad there aren't more Brazilian restaurants. Does that rhyme? Oh, yeah. Brazil. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how they say it. Like, if you want to be accurate. Eel. Brazil. Eel. What? Were, were, were you going to say, what, Brazil? Yeah, yeah, no. It's fucking offensive. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Brazil rhymes with meal, so clearly. Yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Eat more like Brazilian food, but just kind of like the street term for it. Just eat Well, Brazil. um... I, I, I'm sorry to say that uh, you, you are you are wrong once again. So um, uh, no tote bags. Uh, maybe maybe we could work something out in, right. our, in our new contract. Okay. But uh, no free no free tote bags. I'm not surprised. No no. Not completely shocked. The, the answer to this one was uh, 
she she hoped Americans would start to eat eel. Eel. I, I mean, it, it's like the easiest rhyme. You you don't even really have to add letters. You you just take letters away, and it, it it's it's right there. Interesting. Okay. I'm confused because like, is it do, do most Americans not already eat eel? I mean, it's a it's a healthy snack. We, we we've been driving. Yeah. You know, all across this country, and, and any chance we get, you know, passing by a a creek or river, you know, we we get out our uh, our, our wadies and, and and we hop on in there and we 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 go a we go a hunting. It's like they say, when you don't got money for a meal, time to pull over on the side of the road, grab yourself some eel. Right. Yeah. I I call them Wrigley French fries. They basically are. You just put put a little salt on those and chili pepper. Mm. And that's how we survived in the studio. You know, we we had a regular eel tank. And that was actually literally all we ate for about a year. Anyway. Don't don't take me back there. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to remember that place. Yeah, sorry. However, speaking of eel tanks, I think we have stumbled upon a problem here. The person in question has a, a deep flaw in their business plan, right? Currently, their focus is on breeding and growing eels and then selling the eel as food right like the fully grown eel when it's like higher value which sure you know mining for gold you start out with a small amount you invest in it with like feeding them and taking care of them and everything and then you can sell them for greater value when they're matured and ready to be eaten right you gotta you gotta feed your gold all that gold food and eventually it'll it'll grow into like a big you know from a little nugget into like a full-on bullion however eels are notoriously horny and they will produce a fuck ton of offspring. Oh, that's so horny. Uh, because those wriggly bastards are just wriggling all... Especially if you keep them in a small pen. They're going to just be, like, feeling up on each other all the time. It's going to be like a goddamn club dance floor. And everyone's just going to be getting up in each other's business. Yeah, I mean, why do you think they're wriggling all the time? That's that's not to move around. That's that's thrusting. Yeah, that's ecstasy right there. Um, and that, that results in a lot of eel offspring. And... One interesting thing that you can do if you sell people eels to farm themselves and try and grow them is you can also be the one-stop shop for all the eel growth accessories. You buy that feed. You buy, like, suddenly, instead of just selling one thing, you're selling literally every other part of your business to scale. And you're a billionaire. Like, why hope that people have a zeal for eel? Just hope they have a zeal for eel meals and deals. For reals. I mean, that, you know what? That gives me some feels. I've got the chills. So I believe we've solved this business venture for this person. Could that be it, though? I mean, I, I, hate, I hate to say it, but, like, solving someone's bad business plan feels kind of beneath the hypocrisy podcast. Listen, we, we got to deal with the problems we can get these days, John. Y- you're right. You're right. Uh, we do, but, like... It doesn't feel particularly systemic. Maybe there's something deeper here. What if, I mean... Lay it on me, John. All right, let, let's say... I mean, the, the solution is so obvious, right? Like, however long this lady is, like, selling full-grown eels to people, it's, it's not going to take her long to realize that she's missing out on all of the extra cash from, like, you know, that full vertical integration of her business, right? anyone anyone will see that and 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 you know 
begin to expand, begin to start the eel craze where everyone's farming eels in their own home and everyone's going to you to buy eel food and, you know, they're like, oh, my eels aren't horny enough, they're only fucking, you know, 50 to 100 times a day, so you're selling them the eel porn and all that good stuff. Like, sure, sure, anyone can see that. Eels are very visual creatures and they need a lot of porn to get off. Um, That's also important. you got to keep them wriggling on top of each other, but normally... They can't really just get that into it. So uh, from just direct physical stimulation. Right. They're, they're horny all the time, but they, they have a very hard time reaching climax. And you need that climax exactly. if you want more eels. So always get the eel porn. It's always essential that you get the eel porn. And luckily, if you're, you know, breeding your own eels, you can also create a lot of eel sure, porn. Sure, like you, you can do it yourself. But do watch out for lighting. Uh, bad lighting is a massive turnoff for eels. It just looks like amateur and, and kind of sketchy. Um, so get get yourself like a, a little miniature lighting setup uh, to to go with your your home yeah. eel porn. Also, eels are hardcore exhibitionists, so they really like to be well lit when they get it they on do. in front of cameras. This is this is. I mean, everyone knows that. I'm not sure why we're repeating. Just you know, things you learn in in pre-K. But let's take this all the way to its logical conclusion. Everyone's growing eels. Everyone's got that good eel porn. They're fucking. They're making thousands of, of little baby eels a day, you know, more more than each individual person can eat. You, you've got a flood in the eel market in the making, right? I mean, if everyone can just pan their own gold at home, like gold suddenly has no value. Listen, let me uh, introduce you to a little concept called supply and demand. Are you ready for this, John? I'm about to blow your mind. I, I mean, I, I expect so, because I kind of stopped learning new things after pre-K. I knew everything I needed to know. Yeah, so everyone everyone is familiar with the concept of you know, if demand outpaces supply, you know, what? things get more expensive and all that. Oh, really? You know, because suddenly, you know, more people want the thing, but there's not enough of it to go around. So, you know, people can extort the what? public. Do- Wait, why don't they just share? Hmm, no, John, what? the world has never worked. Pre-K like was a lie! However... When supply starts outpacing demand at an exponential rate to the point where it might actually consume society whole in a great wriggly horny mass, sometimes demand rises to the occasion. And that's that's where we solve this problem. We create demand for eels. Not just in making people eat them, because, you know, already people are growing them to eat them. It's just they breed so quickly. It's kind of like a pyramid scheme, right? Like you start selling off your excess eels and then suddenly everyone around you has too many eels and whew, it's, it's rough. And you can't kill eels because that's just bad luck. You, you have to keep them alive and you have to breed as many as possible. Right. Until you eat them. That's the only way you're allowed to kill an eel. Yeah, you have to, you have to eat every eel you kill. However, it is also not bad luck if you use that eel for a useful purpose what if all of our clothes are made out of eels Ooh, we have an endless source of textiles right i mean they're basically like thread already right just just like slimy wriggly thread what if we figure out a way to harness <gasps> eels for energy all that wriggling indeed what if we 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 learned uh to teach eels how to like i don't know develop societies and build their own civilizations in the ocean and we also populated the oceans with friendly eel civilizations that are sentient and trade with us and form close bonds and friendships with us 
and help us understand our world a little bit better, potentially reach for the stars. Right. I mean, who doesn't want to be like driving down the street in their eel-powered car, wearing their suit of living eels? And then you're like, ring, ring, what's that? Oh, let me just get on my eel phone. Oh, it's a call from the eel ambassador. What's that? He wants to give you $10 million? Of course he does. The eel ambassador is a fucking great guy. Eels are great. Oh, yeah. And we should breed as many as possible. Because there's so many uses for eels, as we've just demonstrated. Maybe they could do a lot of things. And there's only one way to find out, and that's to create such a surplus that we have to create demand to deal with the eels. I like it. I like it. And I think... Um... Hey, hey, uh, hey, Jason, does this show have much of an ad budget? Because I'm thinking maybe we could run like a, like a public service announcement and, and just go with that tagline. Eels. Maybe they're good for lots of things. And just sort of like put that thought in, in the public's mind, you know? We're actually uh, running out of time. Uh, as you can see, the, the lights are beginning to turn off and uh, the audience is actually being uh, shoved out, out of the, uh, the, the auditorium. Uh, I, I think we, we really have to wrap this one up, guys. Yeah, there's a lot of cops in the sound booth right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we've done what we've come here to do. So I just want to give a shout out to Seth Boyer, um, who does our rockin' theme song. You can find him at Bandcamp. That really was a rocking theme song. I, um, I, I, maybe I should get Seth, make our show a theme song. Uh, he's yeah. probably a little above you. Stick to your station, buddy. You can also find like the rest of our podcast on hypocrisy.zone. That's got all of our stuff for our show. If you've got any like problems you need solved or I don't know, just in general want to like talk at us, uh, you can find us at Hypocrisy on Twitter. And of course, uh, you'll be able to hear us every week live on American Public Radio uh, with our new best friend, Jason Vanderweel on, on the new, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think we can call it Hold the Phone anymore. Like, I think we've kind of outgrown that format. Uh, Jace, can, can, I, can I call you Jace? You, you, no, you, you, you really just, it, it's Jason. Everyone calls me Jason. All right, Jace. How about Hold the Joint? I think, like, that sounds pretty cool, right? For, like, a, you know, APR cross hypocrisy kind of uh, thing? John. What, what, what's that, Ryan? John, one real quick problem. That's a really stupid fucking name. Uh, I think it should just be hypocrisy. We, we need a third host, and I think we can settle down and stop doing on the road. And, because I, uh, I hate saying it, even anyway yeah. um, it's taken, this season has taken us to some dark places to be honest so yeah let's settle down and enjoy this show and make this hypocrisy it's a lovely auditorium coming at you live from the chevy chase memorial auditorium every week forever never gonna end because we're gonna be the most popular show put it here buddy put it here i, I have regrets about the things that i've done in my life news in the world of public radio today. 
Hold the phone, the venerable APR News Quiz Show ended its 34-year run in disgrace this week after an unorthodox episode drew the lowest listenership numbers in the broadcaster's history. The episode, which saw the show break from its long-standing format with the introduction of two new co-hosts, has variously been described by audiences as unconventional at best, deeply distressing, and a shameless attempt to appeal to millennials. Acclaimed host and five-time Broadcaster of the Year nominee Jason Vanderweel was arrested immediately following the announcement of his show's cancellation. Vanderweel is charged with multiple counts of facilitating the use of controlled substances in a public theater, cavalier abuse of public funds, and the unlicensed proposal of solutions to systemic problems. APR spokesman Rodney Corduroy had this to say about the arrest. After working together for decades, we had really come to expect more from Jason. His actions are reprehensible in the extreme and do not reflect the values of American Public Radio, our partner stations, or our sponsors. Also, if you know anyone who might want 50,000 tote bags, please let us know. More on this story as it develops.